I have been studying the book of James lately with a group on Thursday mornings. We were studying James 3 this week, and in verse 17 of chapter 3, it says, But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. I was looking at that list and one of the words really jumped out at me is one that I wasn't really fully understanding in this particular verse and hadn't really seen a lot in the Bible. You know, we see wisdom and peace, gentle, you know, mercy, you know, sincerity, but impartial. You know, when we think of that word, we think we need to not give one person more credit or attention than another. We need to allow everyone's opinion to matter. I looked in the dictionary and it says that impartial means treating or affecting all equally, not biased. I began to think about when I might be biased or treat things unequally. And one thing I found in thinking about this is that, you know, I have my favorite books in the Bible and I have those that don't, I don't look at as much, you know, I don't refer to as much that I just, you know, haven't read as often. And I, they're just kind of in the background in my mind. Am I being more partial to some of my favorite books and not looking at all of God's word the same? You know, the book of Proverbs is one I find more appealing, probably because I read a proverb every day. So I have am much more familiar with that book and have come to love it so much. You know, the Gospels, the book of Acts, Romans, maybe all the New Testament are ones that I find very enjoyable to read, much more so than the Old Testament. You know, a few years ago, I really felt that I wasn't um, giving the Old Testament uh, much attention. So I participated in a Bible study on Genesis. Um, you know, I had, I kind of felt like, well, it's history. I've read all those old books. I've heard all those old stories and I didn't necessarily need to read them again. Then, you know, when I was studying the first part of Genesis with Jen Wilkin, uh, she has a study called God of Creation. And I learned so much that I went on through her next study that finished up Genesis called God of Covenant. Now, I promise you, if you go through her studies, you will learn tons, but it is not for the faint of heart. This isn't a study you can sail through and just give a, a cursory look at the study guide now and then. She really makes you dig in and study, which hopefully is why we're there in the first place. But going through Genesis with her made me realize how much there is to learn in the Old Testament. There was one time when I told my husband, you know, Abraham did it again. He lied and told a king that his wife was actually his sister, just hoping to save his own neck. You know, you'd think he would have learned the first time. 
Doug looked at me with all sincerity and said, we don't learn the first time. Why should we expect Abraham to learn the first time? Oh man, talk about being hit between the eyes. He was right. You know, so right. I do the same stupid thing over and over again. And I expect God to forgive me over and over again. So why should I expect those who didn't even know Jesus personally to be any different? I also realized how hard it must have been to live in those days prior to Jesus' ministry. You know, they had the Ten Commandments, and many of them, you know, had that very personal relationship with God. But, you know, they typically had to go to the high priest, and and the high priest would go on their behalf. It was just a lot different. And, you know, talking about the Ten Commandments, we all know that nobody can completely keep those 100%. Then they had all those extra laws about how many steps you could take on the Sabbath, what they could eat, all the rules that were taken beyond, I believe, what God intended. But don't we always kind of do that? We take a verse that's meant to give us encouragement. We take it and we allow it to become a burden beyond what it was intended. You know, the Bible talks about our works reflecting the love of Jesus. People take it as we have to do so much to outweigh the wrong things we've done or wrong thoughts we have allowed in our minds. So they take that little word or or two words there, you know, works, you know, in doing works, and they make it a a thing that gets us to heaven. No, Jesus, his blood, his sacrifice gets us to heaven. I'm not sure how I got off on all of this, except Uh, to share how much I learned by going through that great study of Genesis. Now, let me get back to my original point of allowing myself to be impartial when it comes to the Bible, to not let myself neglect learning from the Old Testament or any books of the Bible, because God gave every single book of the Bible to us to teach us important lessons. I mean, think about how many lessons can we learn from the time the children of Israel spent wandering in the wilderness and how their disobedience kept them from the blessings God intended for them. I mean, they wandered for so many years beyond what they should have because of their disobedience and how God provided food and water all along the way to the point that he laid out manna every morning for them to gather. The only thing he could have done to make it easier on them would have been to put it in their mouths. How about Gideon in the book of Judges? He was way outnumbered, like something like four to one against the Midianites. And God told him to allow anyone who didn't want to fight to leave and go home. But in God's eyes, there were still too many to fight. God kept having Gideon reduce the army until there were only 300 men fighting for Israel against 120,000 men in the opposing army of Midian. Can you imagine how Gideon felt? Something like, God, I was already outnumbered, but at least I had a tiny chance. How can 300 men even draw a sword against 120,000? But God's army won. Not Gideon's army, God's army. Learning to lean on God and not our own abilities is a huge lesson. And where can we learn it? You got it in Judges, in the Old Testament, as well as 
many other books in the Old and New Testament. But the Old Testament, that section of the Bible that many of us rarely sit down to read. I would love to challenge you to pick up a book of the Bible you haven't read in a while and daily read at least one chapter and write down a lesson that you learned from that chapter. I've been amazed at what God has taught me. Now, always start with prayer and ask God to show you something new. I promise if you do that and read with an open mind, you too will be amazed at what God shows you. I'd love it if you'd email me, text me, or call me to share what you've learned. I can't wait to hear from you and see what a difference it's made. If you would like to learn more about accepting Jesus, please call me at area code 918-344-5656 and let me know and allow me the privilege to pray with you and for you. If you'd like to know the steps of how to be saved and what else the Bible has to say about accepting Jesus as your Savior, go to podcast number zero where I discuss in more detail how to be saved. Call me or email me if you don't have a Bible. I have a New Testament that I would love to send to you. I just need to know where you'd like it mailed. My email address is laurythedisciple at gmail.com. And my phone number again is 918-344-5656. My name is Lori, and I am a disciple of Jesus Christ.